وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ And certainly it has come to them. What has come to them? مِنَ الْأَنْبَاءِ Of the news. أَنْبَاءِ Plural of Naba And as you're familiar, relevant, important news. Important news has already come to these people. What kind of news is it? What kind of information is it? مَا ذَات فِيهِ in it is مُزْدَجَر Deterrence. مُزْدَجَر from the root letters زَاي جِيم را زَجر زَجر is to basically scold someone and stop them. Alright? Like for example, if a child is doing something wrong, many times, how is it that mothers respond? How? Nonsensical words. Right? I mean, if you analyze those words, those words mean nothing. But what was it? Just a loud sound. Ah! No! Right? Why do they scream out loud? Because the loud sound is going to startle the child. He's going to freeze. He's going to stop. You understand? This is zajr. It is said, zajartuhu, I forbade him sternly. Zajr is to stop someone from doing something in a loud voice. So the objective is to stop them, restrain them. How are you doing that? By screaming, loud voice, powerful words. Allah says, you see the context is what? These people, they were pressing the Prophet wasallam. Show us a miracle, show us a miracle. Prove that you're right, prove that you're truthful. You know what, show us the splitting of the moon and we'll believe you. The moon split. They said, oh, this is magic. The thing is, do they really need convincing? Do they really need to see the moon split in order to know the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ? No, they don't. Because the Qur'an is already enough to convince a person. Because in the Qur'an, Allah has revealed amba, Such amba in which is muzdajar. Such amba that is sufficient, that is enough to warn them. If they really pay attention to it, it is sufficient to stop them from their error, from their foolishness, from their wrong actions. What does muzdajar do? It stops you, it freezes you. It's enough to make you realize. It's enough to make you aware. And the Qur'an is like that. It is enough as a warning. مَا فِيهِ مزدجر. حِكْمَةٌ بَالِغَةٌ The Qur'an, the Amba in the Qur'an, what is it like? It is حِكْمَةٌ بَالِغَةٌ Hikma. What is Hikma? To put something where it belongs. In a way that is appropriate. Hikmatun, wisdom, that is baligah. Meaning, the messages of the Qur'an are perfect. Perfect. Just enough, in the right way, with the right amount of intensity. There is balance, there is warning, there is good news, there is encouragement, there is threat. Hikmah. And it is baligah. Baligah, extensive or far-reaching, from the word balagah. Ba-lam ghain. And baligha is one that reaches. So baligha means one that is far-reaching as in one that is complete. One that is complete. Nothing, nothing lacking, nothing deficient in that warning, in this Qur'an. And baligha also means one that has reached its full extent, right? as in one that reaches its purpose. The purpose is being fulfilled. 
So, hikmatun baligatun. The Qur'an is enough as warning. It is extensive wisdom. Enough and complete and perfect from which nothing is lacking. However, فَمَا تُغْنِ النُّذُرُ فَمَا سُنَاتْ تُغْنِ It has availed النُّذُر The warnings. النُّذُر Plural of the word نَذِير And نَذِير is one who warns or that which warns. So نَذِير can be understood as a prophet and نَذِير can also be understood as a warning. فَمَا تُغْنِ النُّذُر So many warnings have been given to these people but they have not benefited in the least. They have not benefited at all. فَمَا تُغْنِ النُّذُر مَا can also be understood as a question. فَمَا تُغْنِ النُّذُر That what, what benefit have these people gained from the nudur that Allah has revealed? What benefit have they taken? Which of the warnings have benefited them? In Surah Yunus, Ayah 101, Allah says, وَمَا تُغْنِ الْآيَاتُ وَالنُّذُرُ عَنْ قَوْمٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ that the warnings and signs, miracles, do not benefit those who do not believe. Because you see, these people demanded to see a miracle. We want to see something amazing, then we will believe. Well, you don't need to see something amazing if you're really seeking guidance. If you're seeking guidance, then one ayah of the Qur'an is sufficient to change you. Allah says that if the Qur'an was revealed on a mountain, then the mountain would be crumbled. It would break. It wouldn't be able to stand still. Because this is the kalam of who? Whose speech is it? It is Allah's speech. It is the most powerful speech. Hikmatun baligha. It is the most appropriate, befitting, and perfect speech. Perfect warning. Enough to change us. Enough to transform us. So if people say, oh, I need something more powerful, I need to see something more convincing, these are all excuses because the Qur'an is sufficient as warning. So when these people don't benefit, the Prophet ﷺ is told, فَتَوَلَّ عَنْهُمْ So leave them. Leave them. Turn away from them. Because you don't have any other option left. You've warned them. You have even showed to them the splitting of the moon. They have seen physical miracles and they have seen the miracle of the Qur'an. They have witnessed it. But still they don't listen, so leave them. فَتَوَلَّ عَنْهُمْ يَوْمَ يَدْعُ الدَّاعِ Now a new sentence begins. And it's a threat that they will see what happens to them. يَوْمَ On the day when يَدْعُ الدَّاعِ The da'i will call. The caller will call. يَدْعُ الدَّاعِ From the root letter is دَالْعَيْن Wow. And who's the caller? It's the angel Israfil. What call is it? It is the blowing of the trumpet. What will the caller call to? Ila shay'in nukur. To a thing, nukur. Nukur, forbidding, terrible. Noon kafra. Nukur is that which is rejected basically, meaning you cannot understand it, you're not able to accept it, it's too hard to even comprehend, to fathom. Why? Because of its difficulty, because of its horror. So shay'in nukur, to something terrible. Nukur, is also the opposite of irfan. Irfan is to recognize something and nukur is to not recognize something. And what is meant is that the day of judgment is such a calamity, it is such a disaster, the likes of which humanity has never experienced. Humanity has never witnessed. 
You know, we see something extremely terrible in this world, or we hear about something very terrible, we have to read about it. We don't want to read about it. We don't want to hear about it. Because the description is so gory, or the entire scene is so horrible, it's so disturbing. Combine every disturbing event in this world, everything horrible that has ever happened in this world, on one side, and the Day of Judgment on the other, the Day of Judgment is more horrific. It is more horrific. شَيْءٍ nukur. Avoid the reality as much as you want. But realize that you cannot avoid this reality. فَتَوَلَّ عَنْهُمْ يَوْمَ يَدْعُ الدَّاعِ إِلَى شَيْءٍ نُكُرْ خُشَّ عَنْ أَبْصَارُهُمْ And as the angel will call, the trumpet will be blown, and the people will respond to the call, what will happen? خُشَّ عَنْ أَبْصَارُهُمْ خُشَّ عَنْ Plural of the word خَاشِر And who is خَاشِر? One who is humbled and submissive. One who is bending out of humility and extreme fear, not out of weakness or old age. Khushur is to bend, to be low, out of what? Humility and fear. Khushan abusaruhum. Their absar, their vision, their eyes will be humbled, meaning they will just be looking down. Too frightened to look up. Too scared to look around. This is the reality of the Day of Judgment. خُشَّعًا أَبْصَارُهُمْ Right now they see the miracles, they see the powerful verses of Allah, and they call it magic. They laugh them off. Well that day, they will not be able to look up. يَخْرُجُونَ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ They will come out of ajdath. Ajdath graves, plural of the word jadath. And jadath, remember, is used for an old grave, an old tomb, whose signs have also kind of disappeared. People will come out of their graves كَأَنَّهُمْ as if they are جَرَادٌ Locusts that are muntashir, that are scattered. muntashir نُون شِينْ رَا نَشَرَ When something is spread. muntashir one that is scattered. Meaning people will come out of their graves, so many they will be, and so scattered they will be, that they will look like locusts that are scattered everywhere. You know, like a swarm of locusts that comes and then it dies. It happens very often that there are certain bugs, all right, certain creatures which only come out, which only emerge once in like 20 years or something. Right? And then what happens? As they emerge for those few days, yes, they're out, and then after a few days, they die. And when they die, there are so many of them so many, recently in the news I watched about how certain place in the world, can't remember the country, certain insect, so much of it on bridges, there were so many that they look like snow. They look like snow. So basically people had their shovels and they were shoveling them off. Jaradum muntashir. What does this show? So many people, first of all, it shows the great numbers of people on the Day of Judgment because no one will remain dead then. No one can hide, no one can run away. No one can say, leave me in this state, I don't want to face resurrection. No. Every single human being will be brought out. يَخْرُجُونَ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ And secondly, as we learn that, وَتَرَ النَّاسَ سُكَارَ وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَ that you will see people as if they are drunken, but in reality they will not be drunken. Why will they appear to be drunken? Because of their fear, perplexity, confusion. 
They'll be falling, tripping here and there. In Surah Al-Shura, ayah 45, وَتَرَاهُمْ يُعْرَضُونَ عَلَيْهَا خَاشِعِينَ مِنَ الذُّلْ يَنْظُرُونَ مِنْ طَرْفٍ خَفِي You will see them coming out. You will see people presented before the fire. خَاشِعِينَ مِنَ الذُّلْ Afraid, humbled, out of disgrace. يَنْظُرُونَ مِنْ طَرْفٍ خَفِي Looking secretively as if not trying to look but at the same time cannot avoid looking. They will try not to look, but at the same time, they will not be able to avoid that urge to look. And this is something that happens when you don't want to see something, but you have to see it. خُشَّعًا أَبْصَارُهُمْ يَخْرُجُونَ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ كَأَنَّهُمْ جَرَادٌ مُنْتَشِرٌ In Surah Qari'ah, Ayah 4, Allah says, يَوْمَ يَكُونُ النَّاسُ كَالْفَرَاشِ الْمَبْثُوسِ مُهْطِعِينَ إِلَى الدَّاعِ مُهْطِعِينَ Racing ahead, plural of مُهْطِعْ هَا طَاعِينَ مُهْطِعْ إِهْطَاعْ is basically إِسْرَاعْ إِهْطَاعْ is to be quick. And when someone is moving quickly, fast, then what happens? Their neck is as if protruding out. This is how they're moving. And إِهْطَاعْ is used for a person who is running, rushing, with his neck forward, مُهْطِعِينَ إِلَى الدَّاعِ The word ihtar is also used for when someone does not raise their sight out of humility and embarrassment. مُهْطِعِينَ إِلَى الدَّاعِ They will respond to the caller. How? Without looking up. And how? Racing. يَقُولُ الْكَافِرُونَ that is the time when the deniers will say that هَذَا يَوْمٌ عَسِرٌ This is a day that is عَسِر عَسِر One of عُسر A lot of عُسر And what is عُسر? Difficulty This is a very difficult day Without any delay Without any rest People will gather at the حَشْر And people will realize the difficulty of that day. Especially those who live their lives in denial. In Surah Al-Muddathir, Ayah 9 and 10, Allah says, فَذَلِكَ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَوْمٌ عَسِيرٌ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ غَيْرُ يَسِيرٌ In Surah Furqan, Ayah 26, الْمُلْكُ يَوْمَئِذٍ الْحَقُّ لِلرَّحْمَانِ وَكَانَ يَوْمًا عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ عَسِيرًا It will be a very difficult day. Allah says in these verses that وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنَ الْأَنْبَاءِ مَا فِيهِ مُزْدَجَرٍ Is this not enough as مُزْدَجَر? Is this not sufficient as a warning? Do you really need to see the moon split to believe that the Prophet is true and the hour is true? If this is not sufficient, well, look at history. Now, أَنْبَاءِ of the past are mentioned in the following verses. Allah says, كَذَّبَتْ قَبْلَهُمْ قَوْمُ نُوحٍ before them, the people of Nuh denied. Meaning the mushrikeen of Mecca are not the first ones to deny their prophet. The people of Nuh alayhi salam denied him. فَكَذَّبُوا عَبَدَنَا They denied our servant. وَقَالُوا And they said in their denial, مَجْنُونٌ Madman. They described him as a crazy person, مَجْنُون. And Allah says, was dujira. And he was repelled. He was scolded by his people. They yelled at him. They were very harsh with him. Was dujira, 
Same root as muzdajar, zaijimra, zajr. What does zajr mean? To scold someone harshly, loudly, in order to stop them from what they're doing. So Nuh alayhi salam, who was he? He was the first messenger whom Allah sent to a people who worshipped idols. So he invited them to tawheed and the worship of Allah alone. But they refused to listen. And they commanded one another to remain firm on shirk. In Surah Nuh, ayah 23, we learn that the people of Nuh salam said to one another that لا تذرن آلهتكم Do not leave your gods. Do not leave your idols. ولا تذرن ودن Do not leave your idol wad. Do not leave your idol suwa' يغوث يعوق نصر They named their idols and they said don't leave them. Don't stop worshipping them. كذبوا They denied their prophet. And when they denied him, did he stop? No. He continued for 950 years. He called them by night and by day. He called them openly and privately. But with each reminder, with each invitation, they only increased in their opposition and harm to their prophet. فَكَذَّبُوا abdana. And they said, Majnoon, you're crazy. Why do they call him Majnoon? Why? Because they thought that what they were upon was correct and what Nuh was calling them to was madness. What were they upon? Worshipping idols, idolatry. What was Nuh calling them to? Tawheed, worshipping Allah alone. They thought shirk was very intelligent and tawheed was foolish. So they said majnoon, they called him majnoon. And this is something that happens with many people. They view truth as falsehood. And they view falsehood as truth. They see good as bad. And they actually see bad as good. Of course, even to this day. It's amazing. Sometimes you wonder, are these people serious or are they joking? Do they actually mean what they're saying? Are they in their right mind to actually say something like this? You're horrified to even hear a statement like that. Well, we shouldn't be horrified. It is horrifying. But remember, Nuh salam was called Majnoon simply because he called people to Tawheed. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, Ayah 52, Allah says, كَذَلِكَ مَا أَتَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا قَالُوا سَاحِرٌ أَوْ مجنون. No prophet came before except that he was called a magician and a madman. And was Dujir. They didn't just call him a madman. They were extremely harsh with him. They yelled at him. They were mean to him. This also applies to the religion and how closer you are to it too. So somebody might be doing something that's correct, but other people will view them as crazy or wrong. And that person will feel like an outcast even though they're doing the right thing. Yes. So it doesn't... It sounds strange that when we see someone else might be worshipping something that's not correct, but how many times do we see somebody who'll be doing something in accordance with Sunnah, but just because it's we don't do it, we consider it mad or exactly. strange? Exactly. I mean, this is how naive we are, right? That we think that our perception of the world, or the way we see things, or the way we do things, is the right and correct way. And the way other people are doing it, is all wrong. Which is why... All the time we're comparing other people to ourselves. I like this food, so if other people like it, good. I am this color, so if this person is like my color, good. And if they're not, they're slightly different in their shade, or their physical features are slightly different, or their language is different, or their accent is different, they're not good enough. We think we are perfection of humanity. Yes. One time 
time when me and my mom were crossing the street, someone, my mom was in the car, so one person yelled at her from the car, or so loud, where's your face? And then a bunch of people started to laugh. This is was dujira, that when someone is treated harshly, verbal abuse because of their faith, and if we ever experience it, remember Nuh alayhi salam, Allah says was dujira. In Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 116, Allah says that the people of Nuh, they said to him, قَالُوا لَإِن لَمْ تَنْتَهِيَ نُوحُ لَتَكُنَّنَّ مِنَ الْمُرْجُمِينَ If you don't stop, we're going to kill you. This is how harsh they were. We're going to kill you. فَدَعَا رَبَّهُ So he called upon his Lord that أَنِّي مَغْلُوب That, oh my Lord, أَنِّي مَغْلُوب I am overpowered. مَغْلُوب غَيْن لَامْبَا غَلَبَا is to overpower someone. Ghalib is the victorious. And Maghlub is the one who has been overpowered. He said, Anni Maghlub, I am basically defeated over here. I have no power. People have overpowered me. Fantasir. So you help. You assist. You help me. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 76, Allah says, وَنُوحًا إِذْ نَادَى مِنْ قَبْلُ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَأَهْلَهُ مِنَ الْكَرْبِ الْعَظِيمِ He was in Al-Karbi Al-Azim and Allah saved him. And this Karbi Al-Azim, he describes it as that Anni Maghloob. And many times we find ourselves in such a state also Maghloob, overcome. That we feel like our hands are tied, our options are limited, we don't know what to do. But remember there's always an option to make dua. فَدَعَ رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَصِرٌ He called out to Allah, knowing that that option was always there. فَفَتَحْنَا So Allah responded to him. How? So we opened up. أَبْوَابَ السَّمَاءِ The gates of the sky. أَبْوَاب, plural of the word bab. We opened the gates of the sky, and what came out? بِمَاءٍ with water that was munhamir. Pouring down, munhamir. Munhamir, hamimra. And hamara is to fall and flow. Fall and flow. Keep going, keep going. Why? Because there's more coming. There's force and there's huge quantity also. So the water keeps flowing. It is said, hamara rajul. Rajul, a person when he hamara, means that he spoke a lot and very fast. Alright? So, ma'im munhamir. Water, that was flowing continuously, abundantly, in perfusion, coming down from the sky, falling, falling endlessly. وَفَجَّرْنَا الْأَرْضَ عُيُونًا And we also caused the earth to burst. فَجَّرْنَا We burst. الْأَرْضَ The earth عُيُونًا Into springs. عُيُونًا plural of عَيْن Meaning from the earth, multiple springs, many springs gushed forth. So water was coming out from the earth also. Falling down from the sky, coming out of the earth. And this was something very unusual. Because yes, water falls down from the sky, but not in this fashion. And yes, water comes out of the earth, but not in the way that it came out at that time. Because we learn in the Qur'an, وَفَارَتْ tanur. Tanur is what? An oven. Where bread is baked. A place of fire. But from that place of fire, what was coming out? Water. Water falls down from the sky. But how? In the form of rain. Yes, sometimes rain is heavy. But this was unusually heavy. 
it was as if the gates had been opened up. Just imagine a floodgate has been opened up. How the water is going to flow out? This is how the water fell from the sky and it emerged from the earth. فَالْتَقَ الْمَاءُ And so, iltaqa it met الْمَاءُ the water. The water met. Which water? The water that fell from the sky and the water that came out of the earth. It met. Meaning together, it joined. And as it joined together, what did it accomplish? عَلَىٰ أَمْرٍ According to a matter that was قَدُ قُدِرَ That was already decreed. And what was that matter that was decreed? The drowning of these people. So with the water falling from the sky and the water emerging from the earth, together it was so much water that this entire population was drowned. As we learn that there was so much water that the waves were like mountains. And one of the sons of Nuh salam, who refused to believe in him when Nuh salam, was on the ship and he called his son that come, believe and enter the ship. He said, no, I will go to the mountain. But what happened? A wave came and took him also. So imagine there was so much water. فَالْتَقَ الْمَاءُ عَلَىٰ أَمْرٍ قَدْ قُدِرٍ وَحَمَلْنَاهُ And we carried him عَلَىٰ ذَاتِ أَلْوَاحٍ Upon something that was made of alwah. Alwah, plural of lawh. And what is lawh? A board, a plank. So something that was made of planks, وَدُسُر And nails. Dusur, plural of the word disar. Like kitab, kutub. Disar, dusur. Alright? And dusur is used for nails. So, ذَاتِ أَلْوَاحٍ وَدُسُرٍ Something that was made of planks and nails. And what is that? A ship. Remember when Nuh built the ship, people laughed at him. What are you doing? Right? They mocked at him. And what happened? Eventually it was in the ship that Nuh was rescued. This ship, Allah says, تَجْرِي بِأَعْيُنِنَا It was flowing بِأَعْيُنِنَا Under our eyes. أَعْيُن plural of عَيْن Allah says, under our eyes, the ship was sailing. Under Allah's direct supervision. Imagine, Allah was watching the ship. Yes, Allah sees everything. Everything. There is nothing that is hidden from Allah. He sees everything. But when Allah says, تَجْرِي بِأَعْيُنِنَا It shows the special attention that this ship was given. And how special care and protection that this ship was given. Why? Jaza'an as reward. Liman for the person who kana kufira. The one who was rejected and denied. Who was rejected? Who was man kufira? It was Nuh alayhi salam. He was rejected by his people, but he was not rejected by Allah. Kufira. Kufran is also ingratitude. People really didn't value him. They didn't really appreciate him. They weren't grateful for him. Because remember that every prophet is a blessing. And denying that prophet is the height of ingratitude. Allah offers you this guidance, this gift, beautiful gift in the form of a human being who lives amongst you and shows you and teaches you and suffers with you, feels for you, is with you. And you deny him. This is the height of ingratitude. Man kufira. People didn't value him, but Allah valued him. Tajri bi a'yunina jaza'an liman kana kufira. 
He was rejected and abused and made fun of. But he was patient and he was firm. No one could stop him and no one could prevent him. And ultimately when there was nothing, no option left for him, what did he do? He just relied upon Allah. أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَصِرْ Dua. And look at the result of that dua. The gates of the sky opened and from the earth water emerged. And the entire people who denied him drowned. And the one who was rejected, Nuh alayhi salam, he was saved. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ تَرَكْنَاهَا آيَةً And certainly we have left it as a sign. Left it, تَرَكْنَاهَا Ha is referring either to the ship, that its remnants are still there, or تَرَكْنَاهَا Ha can also refer to this incident. This incident has been preserved. And if you think about it, the great flood, Noah's Ark, I mean, it's well known. Everybody, not just Muslims, everybody. تَرَكْنَاهَا آيَةً This has been left as a sign, as a lesson. فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرْ Allah asks, is there anyone who will be مُدَّكِرْ مُدَّكِرْ The root is ذَال كَافْ رَى ذِكْر The word مُدَّكِرْ is actually مُزْتَكِرْ مُزْتَكِرْ مُفْتَعِلْ Alright? Like mustamir, muztakir. But muztakir is difficult. So the Arabs, what they would do is that the dal and the ta, when they would come together, they would join them and they would just replace that with the dal. Muddakir. Alright? So fahalmi muddakir. So who is muddakir? One who takes dhikr. One who receives admonition. One who bears in mind. One who takes a lesson. Is there anyone who will take a lesson? Anyone? In Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 121, Allah says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَهِ وَمَا كَانَ أَكْثَرُهُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And this is certainly a sign, but many of them don't believe. فَكَيْفَ So how? كَانَ It was عَذَابِي My punishment وَنُذُرْ And warning. How was my punishment and warning? نُذُرْ again, plural of نَذِير giving the meaning of warning. How? was the punishment that fell on these people. And how was the warning that was given to them before the punishment came? Was the warning not clear? Was it not profound? Was it not evident? When these people didn't take it seriously, then how was the punishment devastating? وَلَقَدْ And certainly, يَسَّرُنَا الْقُرْآنَ We have facilitated, we have made easy, we have made convenient. What? The Qur'an. For what purpose? For the purpose of dhikr. لِذِكْرِ We have facilitated the Qur'an for dhikr. فَهَلْ مِمُدَّكِرْ So is there anyone who will take that dhikr? The word yassarna, yassara, taysir, yusr, yasin ra, yusr is ease. And taysir is to make something easy. But remember that easy doesn't necessarily mean Simple. Alright? There could be something that is apparently very complicated, that requires a lot of attention and a lot of hard work from you, but it could be easy for you. Why? Because you've mastered it. Or you have developed proficiency. So now it's easy. Alright? There are some things that are easy to learn. Easy to learn again, not simple, but possible. Possible. What's the proof? 
There's so many people who do it. So many people who've done it. And they do it well. Like for example, driving. We might think it's impossible. It's very difficult. But if you look at the world, how many people drive? How many people drive? Seriously. A lot. Too many. Isn't it? And you find all ages. Correct? But we think it's impossible. I can't do it. You can do it. Because it is possible to learn. You just have to follow the correct steps. What are those steps? Read the book. Firstly. Right? Practice. And then observe. And then learn from an instructor. Not from your older brother who will yell at you. On every little mistake that you make. Right? Learn from an instructor. And then practice. Practice, practice, practice. Until what will happen? Yes, you may fail the first test. And you may fail the second one too. But eventually, inshallah, hopefully, you'll get somewhere. Isn't it? So, this is taysir. When something has been facilitated. Alright? The word is actually used for, it is said, يَسَّرَ الْفَرَسْ لِلْرُكُوبِ That the horse has been yassara, it has been prepared for riding. What does it mean? That the horse is trained, the saddle, stirrup reins, everything is there. The horse is well fed. It's not angry or agitated. All you need to do, dear rider, is to have the courage to sit on the horse, right? And start riding it. That's, you have to do your part. You understand? It's not that you have to ride a wild horse and figure out how to tame it yourself. No, a tamed horse is prepared, ready for you. Now stop crying. And stop fearing and come forward and sit on the horse and follow the instructions and ride. And as you ride, then enjoy. You understand? This is taysir. Some people are afraid of swimming. Hmm? Don't even want to go near the pool. Don't even want to put your foot in the pool. Well, follow the right steps and you'll get somewhere. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ we, Allah has made the Qur'an easy. Allah is saying this. Trust Allah? Do you trust Him? Trust Him. If He has said that the Qur'an is easy, it is possible to take dhikr from the Qur'an, then what does it mean? It's definitely possible. Now the question is, what is dhikr? Dhikr is to remember. So one meaning of this is, the Qur'an has been made easy for the purpose of memorization. For the purpose of memorization. Secondly, dhikr is to mention. So the second meaning is, that the Qur'an has been made easy for recitation, for reading, recitation. Then another meaning of dhikr is, to take a lesson. But that can only be possible if you understand. The first level is you understand and then you apply. Right? So the Qur'an has been made easy for what? The third meaning is for understanding, learning its meanings, taking a lesson. And then the fourth meaning is for reminder, meaning when you have forgotten, the Qur'an will remind you. فَهَلْ مِمْ مُدَّكِرٍ Then is there anyone who will take dhikr? Allah is asking the question, what is your answer? What is your answer? Say, oh Allah, I'm ready. When Allah asks, فَهَلْ مِمْ مُدَّكِرٍ Then how should we respond? لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ 
Oh Allah, I want to learn. I want to memorize. I want to read. I want to understand. I want to apply. For this is your sabab. This is the rope that you have given me. And I have taken it. And I want it. فَهَلْ مِمْ What does this ayah mean? The lessons of the Qur'an are clear. The learning of the Qur'an is easy. Because it's not rocket science. The message is plain and clear. It's not ambiguous riddles. The words of the Qur'an are for memorization and reading. Its meanings are for understanding, for gaining knowledge. Because it is the best speech, it is the most truthful and most clear. So whoever will approach this book with the intention to learn, then Allah will facilitate that journey for him. And everyone learns at their own pace. Is that so? Some people, they learn certain things very quickly. And other people, they need their time. So the first thing you must do is never compare yourself to another person. Never compare. Because when you will compare, remember, comparison is the killer of joy. When you will compare yourself to somebody else, or she recites so well, they have some ijazah. Right? Or they have this and they have that and she knows this meaning and that meaning. Don't compare. You're doing this for yourself. And you're doing it at your own pace. You will work hard and you will give it your best. And Allah will give you this Qur'an also. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنَ الْأَنْبَاءِ مَا فِيهِ مُزْدَجَرٌ حِكْمَةٌ بَالِغَةٌ فَمَا تُغْنِ النُّذُرٌ فَتَوَلَّ عَنْهُمْ يَوْمَ يَدْعُ الدَّاعِ إِلَى شَيْءٍ نُكُرٌ خُشَّعًا أَبْصَارُهُمْ يَخْرُجُونَ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ كَأَنَّهُمْ جَرَادٌ مُنْتَشِرٌ مُهْطِعِينَ إِلَى الدَّاعِ يَقُولُ الْكَافِرُونَ هَذَا يَوْمٌ عَسِرٌ كَذَّبَتْ قَبْلَهُمْ قَوْمُ نُوحٍ فَكَذَّبُوا عَبْدَنَا وَقَالُوا مَجْنُونٌ وَازْدُجِرٌ فَدَعَا رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَصِرٌ فَفَتَحْنَا أَبْوَابَ السَّمَاءِ بِمَا وَفَجَّرْنَا الْأَرْضَ عُيُونًا فَالْتَقَى الْمَاءُ عَلَىٰ أَمْرٍ قَدْ قُدِرٍ وَحَمَلْنَاهُ عَلَىٰ ذَاتِ أَلْوَاحٍ وَدُسُرٍ تَجْرِي بِأَعْيُنِنَا جَزَاءً لِمَنْ كَانَ كُفِرٍ وَلَقَدْ تَرَكْنَاهَا آيَةً فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرٍ فَكَيْفَ كَانَ عَذَابِي وَنُذُرٍ وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرٍ 
there's so many things that we can learn. But remember that one of the easiest things to learn is the book of Allah. And what's the proof of that? Because you will see so many people from different backgrounds, different walks of life, developing proficiency in the Qur'an. You will see children and adults and old people, right? People whose first language is Arabic or people who've never heard spoken Arabic. Isn't it? Everybody. So many people. So this in itself is proof that the Qur'an is easy to learn. And it's easy to learn. You know why? Because it's relevant. It's relevant. One of the easiest ways to learn information is how? By making it relevant to ourselves. Right? Why? Because when you will make it relevant to yourself, then it's easy to retrieve that information from your mind. And the Qur'an is always relevant to you. No matter who you are, what you're going through, what day it is, you will always find relevance in the book of Allah for your life. So it is easy to remember. وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِن مُدَّكِرِ 